Hey girl, hey! Welcome to the Empowering Women Got a Minute podcast, where we celebrate the female leaders within our community. Join our hosts, Brianna Hinkle and Jamie Crone, as we introduce you to women that are making a difference in business, health, education, nonprofits, and more. Brought to you by the creators of Prescott Woman Magazine, a bi-monthly publication celebrating women. This episode has been brought to you by Fippin Museum, Art and Heritage of the American West. Located in beautiful Prescott, Arizona, featuring artwork of George Fippin and many Western artists. For more information, visit FippinArtMuseum.org. Today, we're going to be fearless with Colleen Biggs. Colleen is an award-winning business coach who empowers women entrepreneurs who are ready to lean into their peak performance and take action so they can expand their influence, attract the right clients, and generate more money. With over 22 years of experience, she has launched over 340 businesses, is an international speaker, an author to five number one international bestsellers with the latest entitled Step Into the Spotlight to Expand Your Influence. Colleen is the CEO and founder of Leap and was awarded the Local Business Person of the Year Award and Top 10 Women Business Leaders of 2021. Colleen is dedicated to supporting, promoting, and fueling purpose-filled, powerful female voices just like yours and giving you the tools to make it happen. Hi, Colleen. Just checking to see if you've got a minute to chat. We will be talking throughout the podcast today about being fearless. First, can you tell the listeners a little bit about how you got started and how you took the leap to become a coach, leader, and public speaker? Wow, that's a mouthful. And uh, I was not fearless when I started. So everyone listening today, have no fear because you're not going to be fearless when you start either. Um, You know, there becomes a time in your life when you realize that what you're doing isn't fulfilling you anymore. So I had been in corporate America for almost 30 years. And I realized that what I was doing was more like a push and pull. And I was doing it just to make the money. And it was like, is this what I'm going to do every day for the rest of my life? And the answer to that was no way. Like if I were to die tomorrow, what would be all the regrets? And when someone asked me that question, I would regret not traveling more. I would regret not spending more time with my family. I would regret not doing the things that I love to do because I was afraid I couldn't make money doing them, right? There's all those fears that we had. And I knew at that point that I needed to make a change. So I went on a self-development journey at like 2016 and I didn't leave corporate America till 2019. So that was a long time of discovering my why, who I am, that I have a bigger purpose, you know, getting into leadership classes, learning more about myself, what my values are, what I want out of life and what I would regret if I did die tomorrow. So when I went through all that, I decided that I was going to have to figure it out on how to be able to make money doing something else that I love to do. And I was scared to death. 
scared to death. I had been a business coach for 20 years up to that point or so. I had opened up hundreds of businesses. So I was really successful in that. But this mind shift of I work for a company and then now I work for myself for some reason, we forget all of our knowledge, skills, experience, everything that we have when we start our own business. We're like thinking we're starting from square one, but we're not. We're taking all that knowledge and skill set and bringing it with us. So when I came out uh, to be an entrepreneur, I did everything in my grasp to make money. I was not fearless other than I was like, I have to pay my bills. That's the fearless part of me. So I was a personal trainer and I started getting that certificate and, and certification before I left corporate, knowing that I could teach classes and make money. I could have clients and make money. It was something I was very comfortable with. I started coaching some friends of mine and some other people that were being referred to me. I did some consulting for corporate America. And I literally was making like $20, $40, $80, $150, $1,000 here. Like that's how I was making my money throughout the month. And um, it was so gratifying to know that I could produce income just like kind of out of thin air, like literally produce income. So I started getting more belief in myself and more confidence in myself, becoming more fearless as a leader, because I felt comfortable being a leader in corporate America. Although sometimes the beliefs of, in the people I worked with in corporate America didn't align for me as the leader I saw myself as. So when I became my own entrepreneur, I kind of set my own stage for how I wanted to lead. And I just stepped up and decided, you know what, this is one life. I got one chance. I'm going to be exactly who I am. I'm going to bring women together so that they can be who they want to be, so they can share their stories. We can help each other build our businesses. We can give each other advice, collab. And then I was like, but we got to get visibility somehow because the visibility piece is the most important piece in business and you have to be seen, right? And people have to know you're, that you're like in town. If they don't know you're in town, it's like having a building with no sign on it. Like no one's going to stop in and be like, hey, what business is this, right? So I started this visibility piece as I was bringing women together. And that really took off because we needed that for our branding, for our voice, for, you know, our companies to be able to be seen. And that's kind of how it built. But I'll tell you from the ground floor up, if I didn't take action and start before I was really ready, I never would have gained the confidence to feel fearless like I do today. And I think it would have taken me a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you had said as a business coach that you helped um, open hundreds of businesses. And I see that it's been at least 340 businesses. Can you tell me um, like what that meant exactly? Like how that worked? Yeah. So uh, I get that question a lot. So I am back in corporate America. I worked a lot with um, franchisees. So they would come to us without any experience of running businesses. They were a banker or a stay at home mom, or, you know, they were a manager somewhere. And so they wanted to buy a business. They wanted to open up this uh, store in the community of brick and mortar. And they wanted to make hundreds of thousands of dollars for their family. They wanted freedom and they wanted money. Those were the two big pieces. Is that really what everyone wants when they start their own business? I want to make and more money it. and I want to <laughs> Is it right? Yeah. Right. So every, and I was lucky enough to be able to be assigned at the time to work with these brand new owners. 
And I had no clue what I was doing. Let's just be clear about that. When I was first training and learning how to do this. But what I did know was how to read people. I did know how to bring out in an individual their experience, their knowledge, their greatness, and have them utilize that authenticity of what they possess and no one else does, infusing it into their business. And I think that's what made me a lot different than a lot of other of the um, business consultants that I worked with, because I listened to people I made them feel like they were my only client. I served them. I got them what they needed and I met them where they were at. I didn't force like a square peg in a round hole and make it like the same for every person. The process to open a business is pretty much the same for every business. But I will say that when you make it more about them and you make it more about their experience and you make it all about them. So let's just be clear, everything's about them customers, it's all about them. They, you get a different response from people. They step up to the plate and want to do more and want to push themselves more. So you create leaders from pulling out what makes them a leader and defining it for them and showing it to them, almost like putting it in front of them and showing it. And then they become a leader and then they attract the rest of the people that are their followers, like the community and their clients and all of their customers, because they got out into the community and didn't show up as just like this business owner that has no passion or drive, but a business owner that has a mission. And then people buy into that mission, kind of like, you know, Martin Luther King, like I have a dream, right? Like that. Yeah. It sounds like you've helped others face their fears by giving them some different tools to utilize in order to get them to the next step, you know? So, and I, I see that you've faced some fears in business. Is there a fear that you've maybe faced personally? Is there a time that you've had to overcome a fear personally? And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, probably the biggest fear that everybody else faces at some point in their life, which is like, are they gonna find out I'm a fraud? Right, mm. we all face that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, so when I came out of corporate America, I really tied what I made as money to what I was worth because in corporate America, in my view and many other views, you're paid based on the value of what you offer a company and your job description. That's what they pay you for. So when I came out of corporate America and was my own entrepreneur, it was like that value of that money exchange for someone else. It was like they were paying me for what I was worth. It doesn't work that way as an entrepreneur. It's not that they're paying you what you're worth. They're paying the value of what you're delivering to them that they get as an outcome for what it's worth, not you yourself as an individual. Mm -hmm. In corporate America, you're paid based on a skill set, right? So I really think that that was the one piece of... So here I've coached all these business owners and I've been very successful. And then I coach my first entrepreneur as Colleen Biggs and not as the company I was before. Are they going to find out I'm a fraud? Right. Are they get? Yeah. Are they going to be like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. What it, you know, she's not a leader. She doesn't know how to coach a business owner. She doesn't know anything about my business. So all that crap goes through my head and it was like, you know what, when I made it about me and I put the spotlight on me, all the trash came, 
right? But when I made it about the client and put the spotlight on them and gave them the value and made it about them, then all that kind of fraudulent they're going to find out about me came off of me. And I've just learned that we need to keep the spotlights on the people that we're working with because it really is about them and their outcome. I can't promise any business owner that works with me that you are going to be, when anyone says I guarantee seven figures, I'm like, Tell me how you guarantee that because unless you're their partner and you're the one doing the work and taking the actions and running the business, you can't guarantee any outcome for anybody because we are not responsible for someone's outcome. Mm -hmm. What we can do is provide the path with the tools. We can provide the path with um, everything that they need to be successful and then help them along the way right? Be in the trenches with them and assist them along the way and empower them, right? It's about empowering them so that they only need to learn it once. And then now they don't need you holding their hand. They can go replicate that over and over and over again. So again, it was really understanding, like, it's not about me. It's always been, and will always be about them. Comfort zone often. Is that something that you try to do? Yes. Good question. And um, the answer is yes. Usually I, I'm a highly driven person just by nature. And I think it had a lot to do with my upbringing and needing to be very independent at a very, very early age. And because of that, I find that I will persevere and drive myself if I feel that I'm getting too comfortable. So when I feel like I'm not growing and I'm getting too comfortable, I start getting feeling like um, I'm bored is a good word. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've done things like put myself through Taekwondo to get a black belt because I wanted to see if I could do it. I put myself through the certification to be a personal trainer working out. I love it. I just wanted to see if I could become a personal trainer. What would that look like? Right. So I've tried these things of putting myself through what it would look like on the other side, if I did do it and kind of like this pat on my back, like it's possible. So I find that when we push ourselves past where we're comfortable, that's where we grow and see what's possible. I work in this this whole acronym called LEAP because it pushes people beyond what they think their, their zone of excellence is. They, we could stay in our zone of excellence forever because it's comfortable and you could do it with your eyes closed. You know, and people say like, I could do that with my eyes closed. I can, I can drive with my eyes closed. I can work with my eyes closed. And I'm like, well, what if your eyes were open and you had to deal with some things that you weren't used to dealing with? Don't you think that that would mold you into being a better version of you or learning something you didn't know before? So I like to put myself in situations where it could be a first time and I never know what to expect. So I'm just going to trust my intuition, which the more we do that also gets us to trust ourselves more instead of looking outside for the answers. So yeah, I would say I put myself in positions a lot and put myself out there a lot that could cause people to question me. But when we understand people that question you have nothing to do with your ability, it's their lack of ability on what they're reflecting onto you of what they're not comfortable with. So we have to remember that too. It really isn't about, you know, us at that point. It's all about their crap and everything they have going on.
Right. And do you have some, maybe some tools for our listeners to help them get outside of their comfort zone and to face fear? Is there anything that you specifically do every day to kind of set yourself up for success? Yeah, I would say I daily don't push myself out of my comfort zone because some days, you know, you're appearing on podcasts, some days you're teaching events and I do a lot of events, right? So um, some days I'm just, you know, returning emails or meeting people for lunches, like a first time meeting. So those are things that don't necessarily stretch me outside of my comfort zone. But I would say this, there are some traits hands down of people that are uber successful and they're um, going all the way back to think and grow rich. Let's just Napoleon Hill all the way back to think and grow rich. And a couple of things that people need to apply if they own a business at all right now is one, you need to have like a board of directors or a, a round table of people that you trust that you can open up to. And I call it a mastermind, right? A board of people that you can open up to that are in business as well, that are doing the things you're doing, not necessarily the same industry as you, but they're, they own a business. So they're trading time, money, they've got products, they've got revenue, they've got expenses, they might have employees. Having a mastermind of people really gives you the opportunity to say the things that you're struggling with and be very vulnerable about that so that the people in the room can give you advice. Because most of the time, another person in the room has already faced that challenge. And now they can tell you how to get through it, get fat, get past it, get around it quicker than you having to struggle through it. It's kind of like a mom that has a baby talking to a first time mom that's getting ready to have a baby. Mm -hmm. We've all heard the advice, right? If you have a baby, like 27 people come out of the woodwork to tell you that, oh my gosh, this is how you should raise your baby. But when you hear the things like, you don't ever want to give milk to a baby cold because this could happen, or, you know, uh, you might, you want to warm it before you do this, or they shouldn't be given milk at this age, or this is how to soothe the baby, or you wrap them this way. These are little tidbits that can help a mom that knows nothing, learn how to take care of a baby and soothe the baby faster than her trying to figure it out on her own with zero knowledge. Right? So look at that as, someone who's running a business, when you're surrounded by people that are experienced that have already done it, you're going to learn and move faster through something. And they're going to probably stretch you outside your comfort zone. So that is one tool. A, I always say your network is your net worth, hands down. Surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. Don't be intimidated by that. Learn from them and people that can learn from you right? So don't be afraid if you're not at the level of someone else, your goal is to get as much information from them and learn so that you can get to that level, right? So be comfortable and confident where you're at and knowing that you're where you're supposed to be at that time. And what you don't know, you don't know, and someone else can still teach you that. So that's the number one first tool. The second tool I would say is meditation. It is very rare that people that have no separation of time um, from their business to be able to think, to be able to plan, to be able to clear their minds, there's no way that we're ever going to get an answer if we never listen. It's just never going to happen. Mm -hmm. So self-care is one of the biggest pieces, taking care of your body, taking care of your emotional um, 
a situation, taking care of your spiritual um, and really clearing your mind to be able to accept what is meant for you to hear on where you're supposed to go next. So I would say meditation um, and surrounding yourself with people that can give you ideas and having that network of net worth is probably the two biggest tools I would say to anyone right now to use if they're not. And that's great because everybody can utilize those two things. Yeah. You can start there. You can for talk free. to friends yeah, for free, <laughs> which is amazing. You know, we need those free tools out there. Um, and I love what you said about the mastermind group, because I just recently joined up with some a local women here and started to do that on a casual, vulnerable, open space. And it's been really game changer for me. So I love that advice. And I think that's an easy thing for people to do. And I know that there are those groups already established within our community in Prescott, and I'm sure in Phoenix as well, but also we just started ours organically, you know, with, so I think that that is an awesome, awesome advice. Thank you to our sponsor, Dr. Melinda Martin, healthcare for women, by women. For more information, visit drmelindamartin.com. Colleen, you have really great advice. And, and Brie tells me you have a podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that and where we can find that? Yeah. So, you know, I started a live radio show in 2019. Another thing that I did that was way outside my comfort zone and just said, yes, I tend to start things before I'm ready. Um, but I am very avid at building the plane while it's flying. I've decided like, sometimes we don't have all the answers and kind of like having a baby, like you don't know what it's going to be like to have a baby. You just got to figure it out as you go along everything we do. We just have to figure out as we go along, but trust ourselves that we can do it. So I had a, a podcast originally late, um, that was a lead up for women speak up to lead up. And I really started with giving women voices to be heard, sharing their stories. Again, when someone shares their story of adversity or what they've had to overcome, it gives someone else the courage and permission to realize that they can do it too. Right. And then they'll take action on it. But then it really morphed into this, them taking a leap. So I, I re, um, re branded everything in March to take the leap. And, um, that podcast is women teaching us the things that we need to do, like the tools on how you can build your SEO. And we give real advice and go out there right now and look, Google your name or look this up. If you're not ranking here, your SEO is not working very well and go in the back of your website. So we talk about everything from how to eat healthy, how to have a healthy body, to how to have a great marriage, relationships, how to be a great mom, all the way down to business tactics, because we're not just business owners, we're women. And when you're a woman, there's a lot that encompasses that, right? We have our physical body to take care of. Some of us are raising children. Some of us are empty nesters. Some of us, you know, need to focus more on our health. Um, some of us own businesses. Some of us have parents we're taking care of. So I like to bring in women in every industry because it's, when we become entrepreneurs, I really feel that the encompasses who we are. And when you bring who you are into your entire life, there is no lines of I'm a mom over here. I go to church over here. I build a business over here. You're just your individual. And these are all the places you show up. 
and you show up in all those places the same, hopefully that's the goal, right? Because that's what also makes you stand out. The authenticity that you allow yourself, free when you're in those mastermind roundtables, if mm -hmm. you shy back and play small and are afraid to say you're struggling with something, you are going to struggle with that for a long time. But if you were like, all right, I'm going to put this out here, and maybe it sounds like a stupid question, but I'm going to put it out there anyway, you would be surprised at how many women are like, oh, I can relate to that, or I've had that same problem, and I haven't figured out how to do it. And someone else in the room is like, I struggled with it for five years until I figured it out. And then you get your answer and saved you all five years, you know, to get there. So the more that we stand up and are like, this is just who I am. This is what I know. And I don't know. I think that gives us more power for us than giving our power away. So that's why I switched the podcast to take the leap. Because when you say take the leap, everyone thinks there's a risk that's with that. And that scares some people. And so we talk about things that scare us and the things that we've been through, but how it was always okay on the other side. And I know that that is going to give someone permission to take the leap too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That I well, and how do we find your podcast? I'm sure it's on every channel, right? That you can listen to podcasts. Yeah. I think it's like 28 channels. So we're on Amazon Audible. You can ask, um, I don't want to say too loud, but you can ask Alexa, you know, she'll play it for you. Um, we're on, uh, Libsyn is, is our podcast hosting site, but you know, it's on Apple Play and iTunes and Google and Stitcher and Pandora and all, yeah, every single one of them platform that's out there. And before we go into our rapid fire questions, we have three questions that we ask um, every woman that comes on this podcast. But before we go into those, we would love to hear um, again for our listeners where they can learn more information and get in touch with you. You know, um, I tried to get the website ColleenBiggs.com and I don't know who she is that owns it because it's not a valid website out there today. <laughs> so everybody can find me at ColleenBiggs.net. You can connect with me on, on social media through there on my website. You can find out more about my Leap community on there. You can um, schedule time with me through there. You can download our podcast, learn more about our members and our community through the blog. So ColleenBiggs.net. And if you were to just type in my name, Colleen Biggs with two L's, two E's, and two G's. Um, you can click on anything on the web, you know, on Google, and you'll get to my website. So awesome. Okay. Now, if you're ready for the rapid fire <laughs> questions, I'll let Jamie hit it with the first. All right. First one, Colleen, uh, who is your hero? Who's my hero? I'm just going to say my hero is my husband. So um, people ask that a lot. And unfortunately, I don't have parents that are hero status, um, but my husband is. I mean, I think he has showed me how the adversity that he has faced and the things, you know, that he has been drugged through and his faith in God that still exists and on the other side, I just really admire um, someone who has been able to come out on the other side with this belief. Um, and he's just the most loving individual that unconditionally loves people I've ever met in my life. So I want to be more like him. That's awesome. That's a great answer. And I'm sure he appreciates that too. And appreciates you immensely. I'm sure. Don't show um, him. Don't tell him anything <laughs> about this podcast. <laughs> And then, of course, we're on the topic of fear today. So what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear is losing a child. 
That is my biggest fear. I don't believe that parents should ever bury their children. And um, right now in life, that is my biggest fear because my children are super healthy. Everyone's living great lives. My grandchildren are healthy. And, you know, there's just always that in the back of your mind. Um, And then let's see, uh, what was your first job? (gasps) My first job, I was eight years old and I delivered the penny saver. And no, it's not like child labor, but (laughs) at eight years old, you could deliver the penny saver back in the day, like in 1970 something. So (laughs) I delivered the penny saver and would ride my bike around with my brother, who was two and a half years older than me. And I was paid to deliver the penny saver to everyone's house in a little bag uh, once a week. And then I moved to a newspaper route and did that for years and years and years and clean people's homes. So I technically say I've been working since I was eight. I don't remember a time I wasn't ever had a job. Um, and I officially started at a real job where you got paid a, you know, a paycheck when I was 15 and I, <laughs> I forged my birth certificate because they wouldn't hire you till you were 16. So <laughs> I wanted to work so bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been hustling for a long time yeah, and that's awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you, Colleen, for taking a minute with us today. Um, Again, for the listeners, can you just repeat um, your website for them? Yes, it's ColleenBiggs.net. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. And um, we will chat with you again soon. Thanks, ladies. Sponsored by Northland Cares, providing full range of outpatient services for people living with HIV, AIDS, and prevention services for those at risk for HIV in Northern Arizona. For more information, visit northlandcares.org. Thank you for listening to Empowering Women, Got a Minute? We hope you tune in next week, and you can check out any of our episodes at prescottwomanmagazine.com. Talk to you later.